You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is nutritionist and author of the USA Today national best-selling book, Eat Smarter Family Cookbook. Yes, we did it. We were the number one new release cookbook in the United States. And I'm so grateful to be able to share that news with you. And more importantly, on this episode, I'm going to share one of the most incredible interviews, one of the most powerful moments that I've ever experienced with you today. This was an interview on the iconic show Sway in the Morning at Sirius XM headquarters in New York City. Sway in the Morning, aka Sway's Universe, is truly a legendary place where cultural icons from LL Cool J to Dave Chappelle to Missy Elliott speak openly and unfiltered to the people. To have the opportunity to sit in the very same seat where all of these legends sat was truly one of my greatest honors. Now, very, very special shout out to Tracy G, who co-hosts the show with her beauty and brilliance who helped to make all of this happen. And I got the opportunity to bring my family along with me. My wife and my two sons were in the room with me and to be able to provide some empowerment and some insights and some education to our community to really help make a shift in what's been taking place in our society recently with these epidemics of largely preventable chronic and infectious and mental health conditions. We can turn this around, but it starts with education. It starts with awareness. And so that's what this conversation was all about. Now, before we get into this incredible interview, I wanna share what I had before heading into the show that day. Even when I'm traveling, I always bring along my Four Sigmatic Think Coffee Blend of organic coffee and dual extracted chaga and lion's mane mushrooms. I travel with their little travel packs and at home I'm making the full coffee grounds and the, the drip, it's a whole vibe that I do each morning for my wife and I. Especially when I'm traveling, I wanna make sure that my cognitive function and my immune system is on point. But it's really about immunomodulation and that's the power of these dual extracted medicinal mushrooms. They're clinically proven. We're talking mountains of peer-reviewed data affirming that they have immunomodulating capacity to help to up-level or increase the activity of our immune system if needed, or to help bring down our immune system activity to make sure that it's not hyperactive. And in particular, chaga mushroom has been shown to increase the production of something called superoxide dismutase, a super antioxidant in the human body that's really influential on the health and performance of our immune system. But also for that cognitive performance, lion's mane is pointed out by researchers at the University of Malaya, where they discovered that it is able to increase the activity of something called nerve growth factor in our brain. Nerve growth factor is essential in the regulation of growth, maintenance, proliferation, and survival of various brain cells. That is powerful stuff. And a study published in Biomedical Research test subjects with a variety of health complaints, including anxiety and poor sleep quality, were given lion's mane or a placebo for four weeks. The participants who used lion's mane significantly reduced levels of irritation and anxiety than those in the placebo group. The researchers stated, quote, our findings show that lion's mane intake has the possibility to reduce depression and anxiety. There are solutions out there. But again, we don't know what we don't know. It's all about education. It's all about empowerment. Head over there, check them out. It's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. Check out their incredible Think Blend. You get 10% off store-wide, by the way. And in addition to their coffee blends, they also have a wonderful hot cacao or hot cocoa blend that has reishi mushroom in there. They also have elixirs themselves. So if you're not a big fan of coffee, you can get the lion's mane itself, cordyceps, chaga, and many other wonderful things. So again, head over there, check them out, foursigmatic.com forward slash model for 10% off. Now, on to this epic interview on Sway in the Morning. During this interview, we dove into why changing our mindset is the number one key to changing our health, how to shift your environment to make healthy choices easier, 
why certain foods in other countries don't have negative effects, but eating those same foods in the U.S. tends to make people sick. And also you're going to hear a freestyle that I had no idea was about to happen that was co-created by my oldest son, Jordan, who whispered into Sway's ear. Sway's the host of the show, whispered into his ear, my dad can freestyle. Now, again, we're talking icons come on the show and do freestyles. I didn't come there for that, all right? But, you know, I stay ready. And I thought the interview was over actually, and I was sitting back smiling, relaxing, but Sway started getting really hype. And if you see the video version of this episode, which I highly encourage you to check out, you'll see a distinct, what the hell is going on? Look on my face. But they put on a track, and off the top of my head, I did what needed to be done. And it was such an incredible moment, and I'm so grateful to be able to share this with you. And thank you so much for all of your love and your compassion and support during this process of getting the Eat Smarter Family Cookbook out to the world, providing another incredible resource to help to empower families. And without further ado, let's dive into this special interview on Sway in the Morning. Like your thoughts are literally creating this change in your biochemistry. Your thoughts are literally causing this change in your biochemistry. I just told somebody last night that was joking and being self-deprecating to themselves to stop doing that. And they said, well, it's only a joke. I'm joking with myself. I said, at the time you said the joke, the mind didn't know the difference. Mm. Stop doing that. This is really important, man. We got a guy who we had a chance to speak to um, during the pandemic when we were all locked up. And from that one conversation, I remember we were discussing it. Um, I was very enlightened and very inspired. And I just really kind of just liked the dude. Like I felt like <laughs> if I meet him in person, we can hang out. Mm-hmm. You yep, know, yep, and, and, yep. And, and he's someone that Tracy uh, speaks extremely highly of. And, and, and when he first came on the show, Tracy kind of gave me some intel. And um, I'm really proud and, and we're really lucky to have him here today. Tracy, mm-hmm. could you do the honors? Yeah, I mean... This man is one of the easiest recommendations I could make to anyone who is trying to explore, upgrade their mental health, their physical health, their spiritual health. He is a health expert's favorite health expert, I must say. He is the um, host of the number one health podcast right now that has almost a thousand episodes. That just been working. Listen, every corner of this industry, he's a best-selling author, he's a father, he's a husband, he is a stellar human, and he is here to promote Eat Smarter, the family cookbook, Sean Stevenson. Yeah, we got let's it. Let's go, let's go. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Welcome, we welcome, welcome in person. Thank yes. you, yeah, amazing. And his podcast is called it. The Model Health Show. Wow, Sean, how did this all begin for you were you like this as a kid when did oh, when did man. health become a priority oh man you want to take it back to the beginning beginning <laughs> because let me tell you why <laughs> all right a lot of us are at our beginnings yeah that right part, yeah. again <laughs> yes how yes. many times do we come to the beginning Twice try, born. yeah third right born, yeah. third born what was it that made you take health so seriously yeah yeah you know i grew up in a culture similar to a lot of people listening you know and we're just inundated with poor health yeah that's all we really knew just kind of living in what we call today this kind of glorified food desert. Mm-hmm. But even when you say food desert, I think it's a little, it, it sounds a little bit exotic still. Yeah, no, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not exotic at all. I think it was like a Jodeci video or something in the desert. But... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you right. went deep. I'm boy, just a man, in the crate. you know, waters run dry. <laughs> okay. But it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not like that kind of desert. This is a desert where we're deprived of real food and access to wellness. Uh, when I made this transformation, personally, I was living in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, and I was trying mm. to get my degree, first person in my family to go to college, let alone graduate from college. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Congratulations. That, that needs to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there's no there's no gyms in my neighborhood. There's no access to, to real healthy food. I'm surrounded, thanks to zoning laws, they allow all these ultra-processed fast food companies to just be inundated in the, in the community, and also liquor stores on every corner, check cash in places, just people that are taking advantage of the community. And I was just engulfed in it because that's all I knew. And so at the age of 20, I was diagnosed with the so-called incurable spinal condition. Mm-hmm. So my, my spine was deteriorating rapidly. 
And actually at track practice, I was an aspiring athlete. I ran a four five, you know, right okay. around 14, 15, okay. you know. Did you and do that swipe? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> but actually as that track Brother. practice, I was doing a 200 meter time trial and my, my hip broke just from running. Mm -hmm. And so that was speaking to how low my bone density was. That's crazy, right? Yeah, There's a kid yeah. breaking their hip. Yeah. And so finally at 20, I get this diagnosis when I'm living in Ferguson. And my life just spiraled downward, man. You know, I was definitely struggling with my mental health. I was struggling with my physical health. I was in a lot of pain. But ultimately, I decided to get well. Yeah. I decided to get well because I'd been pointing the finger, asking why me, why won't these doctors help me, why won't, you know, my, my family, whatever the case might be, I was pointing the fingers at all these other people. And finally, fortunately, I looked within and I made a decision to get well. Most people never do that. It's more like wishful thinking, mm -hmm. you know, like, see what happens i'll give this a try when you decide something you cut away the possibility of anything else but that thing i was going to get well and not only that i began to have an audacious goal which i encourage people to have so think beyond what's yeah. even comfortable i asked myself how can i be the healthiest person in the world i went from why me why am i so sick why won't anybody help me to how can i be the healthiest person in the world and it changed my perspective i started to see all these things in my environment that were there the whole time Mm -hmm. Because low key, there was a farmer's market in Ferguson the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> in the good part of Ferguson. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of communities have a good part. Mm -hmm. and it was just like five minutes from my house. It was next door to the police station, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I might have just kind of had tunnel vision. You, you, to tap in. <laughs> you wasn't on that frequency. You probably mm -hmm. walked by it a thousand times. I kept seeing it. Yeah, my family sitting right over there. We started to have this practice of going to the farmer's market together, mm -hmm. you know, every week. And you know, my kids being able to talk to the farmers and to, you know, get little treats and make this kind of a family affair. And long story short, with that transformation, within a nine, nine month period, when I got my scan done on my spine, I'd regenerated the spinal tissue. Damn. My two herniated disc had retracted L4, L5, S1. And, but I didn't look like a person who just kind of like lost weight. I looked like a person who was healthy, mm -hmm. you know? And so people at my campus just kept coming up to me. They're like, what did you do? I was like, you know, I, was it a problem or something? No, they was like, you look so healthy. Mm. Can you help me do what you did? And so that was the birthing of my career. Jeez, my God. Wow. That's amazing, man. Yeah. The power of the mind. Mm -hmm. Why don't we, and this is, I don't even have a question for this, but why is it that we're not, why do you think we're not in tune to that power when, it was something you utilized, found on your own, and actually have results. Why isn't this taught more as we grow up in public education? Or man, you already know why. You know this. the The system that we exist in is not about empowerment. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of farming of sick people and just keeping people mm. in a condition where we don't understand our mm -hmm. power. Farming truly, of people. Yeah, and truly, our mind is the first domino in anything. You know, whether it's making choices about what we're eating, our movement practices, sleep, wellness, all that stuff, it starts, it starts with the mind. And so if we're not taught about that, and what I used to do, I worked as a nutritionist for many years, so people would come into my practice and we were very good at what we were doing, you know, helping people that coming in on, you know, lisinopril and metformin and all these things, all these chronic conditions and helping people get well. But a lot of times I would recommend behavior changes for people, but then send them into a culture that was fighting against them to be healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And that was the problem. It's kind of like I was helping them to treat a symptom, like this conventional system was doing and not addressing the root cause. And so I had this revelation to, instead of trying to get them to change their behavior, how about I help them to change the culture around them? In particular, their microculture and their household. And so we can make healthy choices easier. So I stopped working with people and I started working with families. Mm. Right? And I stopped working at individuals at businesses and I started working with the business itself, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm going into like these major corporations and all this other cool stuff that I would have never thought possible, you know? And from there, I started to see this, this incredible ripple effect. And then that landed me with, you know, book deals and the number one health podcast and all these other things. But it's because I stopped thinking about helping people to change individually and making the culture around them making healthy choices easier. If that makes sense. That mm -hmm. makes sense. That's man, round of applause every time he speaks. Yes. You know, I just invited Torch on my guest pass to Equinox. I'm kind of walking in the same footsteps as Sean. Right, Sean? That's what you're saying, right? We're gonna Team go up. <laughs> the buddy movie. <laughs> Let's go. Um I have a friend who goes to um who mainly goes gluten free here in the US. 
right? Because uh, she's severely intolerant. But when she goes uh, to other countries, she's able to relax a bit and eat uh, glutinous yeah. foods and yeah. not have the same effect. Yeah, ain't that yeah. something? What's going on? I could I could share. There's a couple of reasons, but I'll share one major one with you. So I'm from St. Louis, mm-hmm. and Monsanto is a home base there. And, you know, they would come to the job fairs at my college all the time. You gotta I explain to get... who they are. Okay, I mean, they're, they're a multinational corporation that are involved in our food system, yes. deeply involved in our food system. A lot of genetic in- engineering and, mm-hmm. you know, pesticides and things like that to help to grow crops, mm-hmm. all right? So I'm just gonna give them a, you know, an efficacious intro. Mm-hmm. So they would come to the job fairs and I wanted to work there. It was like one of my like top jobs, to get a good job in Monsanto, you know? and. You know, one of the studies that I actually published in this new Eat Smarter Family cookbook, by the way, there's over 250 scientific references in a cookbook. It's never been done before. In this one cookbook that's available now, Eat Smarter, all right, a family cookbook. All right. And with that being said, but it's also delivered in a way that we're talking like that right now, in a way that's entertaining, that makes sense, that's mm-hmm. fun. And so a study that, that was conducted and published in the, in the uh, Eat Smarter Family cookbook was done by the WHO who's got a lot of mm-hmm. press the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And they affirmed that one of Monsanto's products called glyphosate is a class 2A carcinogen. So that oh. means it probably causes cancer in humans. Yeah. In the environmental working group, they did an analysis of products on U.S. store shelves, of all the grain products, and they found that 80 to 90% are contaminated with glyphosate. Again, this causes cancer. Probably, probably causes cancer. All right, not, not 100%. Okay. All right, so... This is part of the problem with the grains. It's not just the gluten itself. It's also how it's grown and the contamination with all of these other toxicants. Mm-hmm. And so this is why when people go to other countries mm-hmm. and their grains are not grown like that, their wheat isn't grown like that, they can eat it and they don't get sick. So that's just one of the reasons. And I could break down a couple more, but that's one of the primary things. Yikes. So yeah. when I travel outside the country, I see a lot of foods here that are banned in other places in the world. Yeah. Banned. Banned. You can't even sell it legally in mm-hmm. a grocery store and it's everywhere here in yeah. the United States. Crazy, yeah. What is that? <laughs> I mean, there's a whole plethora of foods that are that are like that. In particular, certain additives that we use in the in the US, like certain food dyes are outlawed. You know, many of them have been found to contribute to ADHD in children and also carcinogens. And also, there's this new category of contaminants that we have a lot of data on now called obesogens. All right, so oh, these are hmm. obesity-causing agents. And so our food system, because, and here's the overarching reason. So have you guys talked about like the difference between ultra-processed food and processed food before? I was gonna ask you that part too, okay, but go okay. for it, yeah. All right, so humans have been processing foods forever. Yes. All right, cooking a food is processing the food. Baking a sweet potato, Cooking a steak, you know, uh, getting, you know, cooking some spinach. And by the way, I just thought about how that big box of spinach goes to that tiny little mouth yeah. when you cook it. But you're changing the chemical structure of the food. Processing has been done by humans for a long time. Taking the olives and pressing the oil out, or coconuts mm-hmm. pressing the oil out. So processing is not the issue. You can still tell where, where those foods came from, right? Right. When you press the oil out of a coconut, it's like, oh, okay, they came from the coconut. Mm-hmm. That's processed foods. Ultra processed foods. These are foods that when you see like a, a field of corn or a field of wheat and somehow that shit becomes Pop-Tarts mm. or a bowl of Lucky Charms. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, or Funyuns, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? It's so far removed from anything real, you can't really even tell where it came from. Like if I was to pre- present a, a bag of Funyuns to a hunter-gatherer tribe and be like, where did this come from? Mm. They don't look at you like you're crazy. Like that's not even food. And so we have that starting point plus all the additives and preservatives and toxic food dyes and... All these other, you know, I mentioned with glyphosate, the list but, goes on but and on. Why are they allowed? Why is our government allowing this to happen? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to just tell you straight up. I'm, so I'm asking. Yeah. All right. So here, and I, of course, I ask this question, I, and I really, the thing, the thing about me is, I try to remain in a place of neutrality. That's fine. And try to see the best in things, okay. right? Okay. And do that because I don't want no target on you. So an analysis that was published in the Journal of the American Medical Association looked at how this is happening. How can we go to Jack in the Box mm-hmm. and get two for 99 cent tacos, but an avocado costs three dollars. One avocado that falls off a tree costs more than two cost intensive tacos. 
including all the the meat, all the so-called vegetables, vegetables yep. all the the processing of making it, the wrapping, the marketing, all that stuff is very cost intensive. How does that cost less? And what it is is because of government subsidies. So this study found that the U.S. government had contributed about $200 billion over this 15-year time span to companies, processed food companies, essentially, that are making products that end up coming through the drive through window and then processed foods. So genetically modified wheat, corn, soy, because when we go to the grocery store, it looks like a whole, bu whole bunch of diversity, but it's a, a lot of that's made from the same shit. And so our government is literally funding this issue. And then this other analysis found that they looked at who's consuming these government subsidized foods. They found that in particular low-income communities mm -hmm. and people who had the highest intake of government subsidized foods had a 30% greater incidence of having obesity, type two diabetes, inflammation, all these things. Yeah. And then that by, by nature, and this is another one of the things that's proven in the science, when we reach these states, it's more difficult to make it out of poverty. Mm. And so it becomes this vicious circle. Yep. And so the truth is, the system that we have allowed to be built is profiting from our from our sickness. It's profiting from our ignorance. It's profiting from our pain. We have a $4.2 trillion healthcare system. And we have the sickest nation in the history of humanity. Something's not adding up. And so I'm a big fan of looking at the results. We're not doing okay because we're allowing people to take advantage of us. And that shit is over now. Mm, come, on. come on, Sean Stevenson is here. Yep. It's all a part of it. You just made the correlation to health insurance. Diabolical. Yeah. So the food is making us sick. The health insurance is... Gives yeah. you the pills. Gives you the pills that don't Stay heal, in. that keep you sick. Yeah. And then we pay health insurance every month. And the moment you try to stake a claim, it's like they pack up and the building disappears. Ain't that something? I've seen buildings disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Sean Stevenson is saying, I don't want to hog my brother. Anybody? Right. Tra yeah, Heather yeah, yeah. Tracy? Of okay, course, go, go, go. of course. Of Wait, course. Hold on, let's I mean, do this. Let's yeah. do this. Let's take a, uh, play a song. We're going to come back. Do it. And, and take some calls, too. Mm -hmm. 888. This you the can, one. You can't pay for this, y'all. This the one. There's nothing more important. a bag. Chase your health. There's nothing. What you going to do with the bag if you don't have good health? Right. How many rich people who are sick wish they could be poor with great health? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you tuned in, if you look at this man's book, he has his entire family. He has amazing very family. E and yes. very easy yeah. recipes to follow. That's yeah. what I loved about it. Each Smarter Family Cookbook, and he included his family on yes. there. Yes, and it's healthy twist on old classics. So these are dishes that we are more than familiar with. Yep. Got a quick break coming up. We'll be right back. I've got some very bad news for you about vitamin C supplements. Most people have no idea that typical vitamin C supplements are made from corn syrup or cornstarch derived from GMO crops. The synthetic ascorbic acid found in most vitamin C supplements is structurally similar to naturally derived whole food sources of vitamin C, but they are not the same thing. Whole food and whole food concentrates of vitamin C have hundreds of other bioactive cofactors that make vitamin C work miraculously in our bodies, while synthetic vitamin C is the very definition of a one-trick pony. In fact, by being devoid of essential cofactors, synthetic vitamin C supplements can be outright harmful to your health. For instance, a 2013 study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, found that participants taking synthetic vitamin C supplements had twice the risk of developing kidney stones. Another study from researchers at USC found that a daily dose of synthetic vitamin C thickened the walls of participants' arteries two and a half times faster than those not taking the synthetic supplement. This is absolutely insane because number one, it's one of the most popular standalone supplements in the world and commonly found in most multivitamins. Number two, whole food-based whole food concentrates of real vitamin C are remarkably effective in lowering the risk of cardiovascular disease, even in people engaged in high-risk behaviors like smoking. A randomized placebo-controlled study published in the Journal of Cardiology had 20 smokers consume a whole food concentrate of vitamin C in the form of camu camu berry daily over the course of a one-week study, and it led to significantly lowered oxidative stress and lowered inflammatory biomarkers. What's more, there were no changes in these markers in the placebo group who received an ordinary synthetic 
vitamin C supplement. Because of the damage humans have done to the soil microbiome, levels of vitamin C are notably lower in typical foods. That's why I've been utilizing a whole food vitamin C concentrate blend of camu camu berry, acerola cherry, and amla berry for years. And I'm on a mission to spread awareness about this and get people off synthetic vitamin C supplements. The Essential C Complex from Paleo Valley is all organic, no synthetic ingredients, and no fillers. Plus, it has a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. So if you aren't absolutely thrilled with it, you'll receive a full refund, no questions asked. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash model right now, and you'll automatically receive 15% off of your order at checkout. Vitamin C is critical for our immune system health, but also the health of our heart, our brain, our skin, and so much more. Target organic, whole food sources of vitamin C, and if you're going to supplement, make sure it's a whole food concentrate and not synthetic vitamin C. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash model. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com forward slash model right now for 15% off. And now back to the show. Yeah, man, we talk to soul food. Sean Stevenson, the author of his new cookbook, Eat Smarter Family Cookbook. It's 100 delicious recipes to transform your health, happiness, and connection. I'm glad folks are calling up to ask this yeah. man questions. Mm -hmm. He's truly a guru. Before I throw this to Heather and Tracy, um, I, we handed you a bottle of water. Right? <laughs> right? And I wanted to yeah. see your reaction to this water. <laughs> Like, you look like you cringe to sip this water. So let me ask you a water question about water. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we see these high pH bottles of water like um, Smart Water or Essentia. Essentia, and they're selling this. I got a five-step um, infiltration um, um, filtration system at my house. Yeah. But it doesn't have, it's not a reverse osmosis system. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on water? I heard that all of these plastic bottles of waters that we are drinking, yeah. it's actually not good for us. All right. So number one, if you don't have a filter, you become the filter. So having any type of filter is going to be helpful. <laughs> okay. Um, uh -oh. Damn. But, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> but here's the thing. All right. So, yeah, when, when I received this water, I, I blessed it. You know, I was grateful that my, my brother gave me this water to quench my thirst. And I know that, yes, this water has, and by the way, I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. Like, mm -hmm. my colleague, one of my colleagues is a board-certified toxicologist. Yes. All right? In the lab, studying this stuff. And the way that pl plastics, these are fossil fuels. All right? So we're talking about the same stuff yep. that is put into your gas tank, uh -huh. right? Coming from the same source. And what we're using when we had the discovery, there's naturally occurring plastics, by the way. But when we discovered the ability to take these fossil fuels and turn them into basically anything, what, what had to be done was to use plasticizer chemicals that soften it to mold it. And some of those are BPA, BPS. There's so many. There's dozens of them. And what these plastics are, these plasticizer chemicals, they are clinically proven to be something called xenoestrogens. So these are estrogen-like compounds that come from ex external from your body that fit into estrogen receptor sites in your body and turn on programs that mimic estrogen. So this could lead to the increased incidence of breast cancer. This could e lead to uh, the mm. development of breast tissue in men. The list goes on Talk and on. Talk about it. So no. there's 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 many different. <laughs> Sway got titties. I'm myself. Instead I'm of the bra, myself. instead of the bra, you get yourself a bro. <laughs> All right. Brosy. Bras for the bros. So and here's the thing. So a lot of plastic bottles now will say BPA free. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's really just kind of health washing. And I, I maybe they're trying to take a, an attempt. But mm -hmm. the reality is, again, there's BPS. There's, there's again, dozens of other plasticizer chemicals. Mm -hmm. That's not. This is really inappropriate to put water in because, and here's the bottom line, plastic doesn't biodegrade like other things. It photodegrades. So even light being on this plastic bottle breaks it um, down faster. Into the right? water? Into the water. So you're, And water is called the universal solvent. So anything that it touches, it integrates with. Yeah. So you're drinking plastic tea. You're definitely drinking microplastics and nanoplastics <laughs> if you're drinking water. Hey man, take, give me that water, take mine. Right, <laughs> so, also, Sean, hey, when you listen, go out, it's Listen, so what about this? Hold up, hold up. He mm. just passed me a paper cup that will come from like a nice Starbucks. This is paper. Why isn't this shit melting when the water's in it? Because huh? it's plastic lined in the cup. 
Oh, give me my cup back. <laughs> and last piece. And I, I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. No, no, we need to hear this. Yeah. Last piece. So what happens when you put a hot liquid into that paper cup at Starbucks? You find out Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. So here's here's what we found. My, again, toxicologist, peer-reviewed study. Mm-hmm. You're, getting, you're consuming about 25,000 microplastics per serving of hot coffee. All right? And... Our cells are not very good at metabolizing these plastic compounds. It's Mm -hmm. a newly invented thing. And so my question to you is, since you are what you eat, you are what you drink, and we're becoming more plastic, are we becoming like Barbie and Ken dolls out this month? Damn, you look like a Ken doll the way your body (laughs) is. I see what you mean by that, right? You look like a (laughs) The Barbie movie was. So, Sean, this is not a commercial for any anybody, right? It's not a commercial yeah. for any company. But let's just say you're out with your family. Something happens. You left the water that you carry in the car. You're walking around New York City. It's 90 yeah. degrees. You go into a store. You see the 15 choices. What would you What would you buy? Yeah, great question. So, ideally, we'd get, if we're buying water out somewhere, yeah, if we out. Can get it bottled in glass, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Stainless steel is is good as well. And by the way, what the, the main thing is... We want to approach this with some grace. We don't want to be yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. neurotic about it. Because, again, like I just took took a sip. There was a time, again, when I found out the science, I was like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm never, I'd rather, I'd rather not, mm-hmm. you know. And I went, like, we went on a long-ass flight, and we got off, and I couldn't get access to water. I was crazy dehydrated. And so it's just understanding, like, cost-benefit analysis. It's better to be hydrated with a water that's been purified or sourced from a, a spring. And that's the other point, too is getting a water filter at your home is the best option. You right. know, like he mentioned, reverse osmosis would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that does is it creates a water that is essentially a blank slate. Right? Yeah. It's, it's eliminating all the naturally occurring minerals as well. And so here's another truth is that there isn't any pure, quote, H2O in nature anywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, And I put that in quotes because that's what we're taught in school. H2O, drink your H2O, Bobby Boucher. Mm-hmm. Right? Drink your hot water, your water, you know? The reality is we will not find water. Nobody got that water boy quote. I'm just letting you know. My man. I saw you, though. I saw you. I smiled. But you're not going to find pure H2O anywhere in nature by itself because water is a universal solvent. It's always integrating with what's in its environment. Wow. And our ancestors would always set up our tribes, set up our communities where the water was. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And water's going to be naturally presented in certain environments, namely through springs. That was a primary spot. Now we can also, we have the technology to create wells, right? And so we're drilling down, basically they're underground lakes, they're called aquifers. And in the aquifer, when the water's coming out in the spring, it's basically going through the Earth's filtration process. Yeah. Right. When you buy that water filter, they're just replicating what the Earth does wow. naturally. Okay, so they got like the sedimentary layer, charcoal, all that kind of stuff. And so when you drill down into a well, there's going to be a lot more minerals that maybe it's too high in minerals. Right. Something called TDS or total Mm -hmm. total dissolved solids. And so you need to filter that water as well that because that water is well, it's well. I get you know, it. I got this. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> ideally, spring water. Spring water is best. Bottled in glass, bottled or in get glass. your own filtration system at home. And add minerals back to the water so that the water has structure. All right. So when we drink water, it's not just automatically nourishing our cells. There's an interface between our cells and the water itself. And there are these little protein bridges. They're called uh, aquaporins. And so you're, basically, if the water doesn't have structure from minerals, it's not going to have that kind of access pass, like to get up here in the building, mm-hmm. to get across and get into your cells, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can be drinking a lot of pure water, or distilled water, and not really get your cells hydrated, hydrated. in a way wow. that they naturally would. So I hope all that makes sense. So Bottom what do line, you add to the water then, Sean? You said if you had spring water, what what would I add to it? Or is it just safe to drink the spring water? Spring water no glass. Uh, Himalayan salt. salt yeah. What is the thing with Himalayan salt? Okay, there's so many different types of salt, again. Our ancestors, there's even the word salary is derived from the word salt as well because people's getting paid in salt. So valuable. Mm. And na- animals in nature, you ever saw those goats that like climb up on the yeah, side? side? Yeah. They're trying to get some salt. You know, that's the <laughs> ma- that, that has them doing they that kind the of behavior. Salt off the mountain. Yeah. Because of the minerals. The electrolyte, yeah. Electrolytes. Uh-huh. You just said the magic word. Mm-hmm. So, what are electrolytes? These are minerals that carry an electric charge. Mm-hmm. And these minerals enable your cells to communicate. 
So something called signal transduction, among other things. So basically, the trillions of cells that make you up sway can't talk to each other efficiently if you're deficient in electrolytes. And these are just really salts, all right? So there's sodium salt, there's potassium salt, there's calcium salt, there's so many different types of salt, but we look through this tunnel vision of just sodium salt. salt. Right. And also it's villainized when one of the studies that I cite in the book, for example, is from researchers at McGill University, and they found that sodium functions as an on-off switch in the brain for turning on neurotransmitters that protect your brain from neurodegenerative diseases. Mm. All right, we need sodium. And they also, there's another study from researchers at Harvard that found that having too low sodium intake increases insulin resistance. So this makes you at much higher risk of developing diabetes, excessive belly fat, the list goes on and on. Sean Stevenson is here. No, hold up, Ty. We got only a little bit of time left. I want to get to callers. I want to get Tracy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you, you, you're you overselling right now. Let him buy the book. Because <laughs> I'm trying to buy the book There's right now. There's a lot of books but, but, that you can buy. He got a lot of books, but the new book is Eat Smarter, Family Cookbook, 100 Delicious, mm -hmm. delicious Recipes. And again, I just want to stress, a lot of times people are afraid to buy cookbooks because they feel like, I don't have those ingredients, I can't get this. You guys, citizens, this is super easy to follow. You did a great job, Sean, with Thank breaking you. down the recipes. Um, I love to cook at home. This is so easy to follow, seriously. We got Brian on the line from Oakland. We're going to take a few callers. B, go ahead. What you want to say to Sean real quick? Yeah, B. Oh, boy. I just got a salute. I worked uh, 10 years in plant-based meat, and that's just with the intent of feeding people, not turning people vegan, not this or that. And it's coming at it from an inclusionary perspective. We're trying to do the hand-to-hand -hand combat and feed people most effectively. Sean, you're on the same mission. I got all the love. Thank wow. you for That's putting nice. this Thank book you, out. Wow, yeah. I received yeah. that, man. Yeah, man. And listen, this book is inclusive. He just said it's not necessarily about converting someone to veganism or, or vegetarianism. Mm -hmm. From all ends of the spectrum, from, from vegan to carnivore, everybody's included into this party. Because people that are really about that life, mm -hmm. we're infighting about minutia. We need our citizens eating real food and less ultra-processed food, which here's the punchline for what I shared earlier. According to the BMJ, British Medical Journal, one of our top tier journals, American adults' diet is now 60% fake food, ultra-processed food. We're eating fake 60%. food. But it's worse for our kids. We, this is the first book publishing this new data. This is published in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association. They looked at childhood ultra-processed intake for 20 years. Mm -hmm. In 1999, our kids' diet was 61% ultra-processed food. By 2018, it's almost 70%. Wow. All right, we're making our babies' bodies out of fake food. And this is why, in the same time period, by the way, childhood obesity is almost tripled. We have to stop this. And again, Heather said it, thank you so much for that acknowledgement. We're taking hood classics, mm -hmm. we're taking real food, we're taking things that we grew up with, and we're just making it with re real food ingredients. So, That's it's it. So it's just an upgrade. It's so easy to follow, my gosh. We, we got Brian, thank you, a citizen, Brian. Sweet morning. I'm gonna take one more. Uh, Alfie in Baltimore, go ahead, what would you like to say? Hey, Alfie. Hey, good morning, yo, how y'all feeling today? Excellent, yep. go for it. All right, uh, quick thing, um, this interview hit me hard because I'm just coming through, I'm just coming from the doctors. I've, I've been going through the same thing from my C3 down to my C5 uh, and 6, mm. hemorrhage, bulging. So I've been going through the same thing with um, spine deterioration and everything. Yeah. I changed my diet real heavy in 2020. I stopped eating meat in 2017, but in 2020 I was at my best. And, but I've been just now all of a sudden, I, you know, my diet, I, I end up slipping, eat more sweets and things like that. So to make things shorter, I've been going now, it's like re reverse now from after I didn't have my surgery. And listen to what you're saying and everything like, man, this, you know, I, I need to get this book because it hits me hard. It hits mm. me to, you know, what I'm going through. And I called them before to talk to Tracy about imposter syndrome mm -hmm. because, you know, now, you know, going through this, you know, I feel like I'm not, you know, the person that I was because, you know, you know, with the nerve pain and things like that. So it, it goes down to a lot of things I've been doing, like podcasting and things like that. It feels like I don't feel like doing these things anymore because I don't, you know, the stress from mm. not being, you know, strong as I used to be, yeah. you know, it, it trickles down. You want to talk to him about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So just a huge acknowledgement to you, man. I know how much pain that can be, you know, and a lot of people don't understand it because sometimes you can look okay but if something's wrong with your spine like it is yeah. it is a lot of mm. suffering and so he just mentioned you know being able to upgrade your diet because you're providing the raw materials to make new tissues 
And if you give your body the raw materials, it knows what to do. We just sometimes got to get out of the way. And also, you know, he mentioned, you know, kind of slipping, falling off. But this isn't like, you know, this isn't something that we can't upgrade as well because we have to treat ourselves. You know, we have this innate desire as human beings to seek tasty things. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. Food manufacturers have manipulated our desire to eat tasty things. That's the problem. Yeah. And so even, you know, like I mentioned, I, <laughs> living in Ferguson, Missouri, if I got up in time, I get to McDonald's, get the hotcakes and sausage. <laughs> so my family also, we, we love brunch. So we put together these delicious sweet potato pancakes, mm -hmm. right, to upgrade that. So you hit that sweet, sweet note. You still note, hit that sweet note. Get that deliciousness, but in a, in a much more advantageous package because that sweet potato is gonna provide these anthocyanins that are found to improve your memory, also improve your gut health. The list goes on oh, and I on. Oh, I need that. Okay. Right? So yeah. this is what we're doing. Again, we're, we're just upgrading foods that we already love. And also, we got Snicker Bites in here. Okay. You know, in the book. In the book. Well, that's the thing that's surprising about the book is that you would think, oh, my gosh, well, he's a health guy and his, I'm not going to like this food. Like, I mm -hmm. I can't. There's no bread. There's no meats. There's no this. And that's not the case that's here. That's not what it is. Yeah, it's good food. Mm -hmm. Tracy, you want to jump in? Yeah. I mean, citizens, you already hear it. We're in conversation with a master, Sean Stevenson. Like, all the salutes in the world are not even enough. What I love about this book is you get so many different health benefits, like emotional health benefits, because what I've noticed with families, we don't have dinner together. Yeah. So even the connection and cooking together, learning together and appreciating our time, also you touched on, bruh, the cognitive benefits because your memory the amount of scientific facts and these like really crazy, you know, um, terms that you're able to just spew yeah. out in a yeah. second is so impressive. And so I want to know a bit more about that, as well as when it comes to families, the adults, food can also impact your libido, your that sexual part. health. That part, yeah. Speak on that, because I think a lot of folks don't realize it. Nobody wants that. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that. So thank you so much for for that acknowledgement as well. Like. You know, I'm not innately just some kind of superhuman. This is the capacity we all have. Yeah. You know, I was not this person 20 years ago. And the reality is, again, just by providing the right food isn't just food, it's information, right? Providing ourselves with a different quality of information is literally changing what our what our DNA is doing. It's changing the copies that are getting printed of us. You know, we have this new field of epigenetics. Mm. That's really where science is now, mm -hmm. determining how our genes are expressed. And so one of the most remarkable, and when we started this show, I mentioned changing the microculture. And this is one of the biggest takeaways for everybody. And this is the reason I wrote this book. So changing the microculture really has to do with our family and the people that we love. And we've been fractured. We've been fractured as a people. We've been fractured as families. We evolved. If we go all the way back, we evolved in tribes. Then we started to kind of parse out and we had communities, but we still live close by mm -hmm. to extended family. Mm -hmm. Now we moved to a place where a lot of us don't live near our mothers, fathers, aunties, that kind right. of thing. And then now we have a place where even inside our own household, we're all separated because of our devices. Exactly. Our devices have divided us completely. Our video games, our phones. All of this cool technology. Shout out to something. all those things. Yeah. I, I, I love them. But we need real FaceTime, and the mm -hmm. science has found this. So researchers at Harvard found that families that eat together on a regular basis consume significantly more real food and, by nature, huh. significantly higher intake of essential nutrients that prevent chronic diseases in those family members and less processed food, ultra-processed food, ultra foods. And I was just like, knowing from my practice that people want change, but they often don't want to change that much to get it, <laughs> I was like, what's the minimum effective dose? How often do we need to eat together to get these benefits seen in the data? Two studies, one was published in pediatrics, looking at kids, and another was for adults, which I'll get to in a second. The one published in pediatrics found that eating together with your family three times a week dramatically reduces the incidence of, of obesity in those children and dramatically reduces the incidence of eating disorders in those children, three times a week, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And you could pick what those days are. Align it to your lifestyle, right? It could be Monday, Wednesday, family dinner, and then brunch on Sundays. That's kind of how we roll, actually. Okay. All right? D fit it on your lifestyle, but here's my, my, my objective for everybody. Schedule it. Put it on the calendar. We put all this other shit that's not as important as our family on the calendar instead of putting the thing, and I would ask people in my practice, like, why, why do you want to get these benefits? Why do you want to improve your health? Right. And 
they would often say it's my family. My family is the most important thing important to me. Thing mm -hmm. to but then we look at their calendar and it doesn't really match Reflect up. There's a, there was a mismatch. Right. And so schedule it, make it real, put some permanence on it. And last one I'll share with the adults. This was conducted by some uh, tech workers at IBM. And they found that when they were able to have family dinners consistently, mm -hmm. regardless of how stressed they were at work, and I know work can be stressful because my man over here dropping shit right now. It's just like, he's just like, what's going on? Live on air. So work can be stressful, but they found when they were able to make it home for family dinner consistently, their work stress stayed negligible. If they were able to neutralize it essentially, their work morale stayed high and productivity stayed high. But as soon as they were prevented from having consistent meals with their family, work morale plummeted, productivity went down, and stress went up. Why does this matter? This is published in JAMA as well. Upwards of 80% of doctor visits today are for stress-related illnesses. Stress is killing us mm. because, as we started off with, your thoughts create chemistry in your body. Mm. All right, so this is protective. Eating together with the people that we love. Last thing, one minute, I'll tell you why. When we're together like this, our chemistry changes mm -hmm. because we know each other. It's oxytocin starts to get produced, and oxytocin has been found to neutralize cortisol. All right, so that's number one. Number two, this is a switchover from our sympathetic fight or flight we're always in to parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Rest mm -hmm. and digest. That's the nickname of that part of the nervous system. And the last part is the psychological part because we get to see each other. We get to actually see the people that we love because a lot of our communication is not verbal. It's nonverbal. Mm -hmm. And also there's an energy as well. So I can see my kids. I can see my wife. I can see where they are in life. Amen. I can let them feel seen and acknowledged which is a deep psychological human need. I can go on and on, but that's why it works. You're mm. doing an amazing Sean Stevenson. This is such a great... And follow him. I just followed you on IG, yes. Sean. He's yeah. at Sean Model, S-H-A-W-N Model, M-O-D-E-L. And the book is available where? Everywhere books are sold. Hey, yep. Sean Stevenson, Sean Model, follow him there. You yeah. did an excellent job today. I want to say thank you. I knew we were cut from a similar cloth. We played Soul Food, and he was trying to name the different members of Goody Mob. <laughs> and right then and there, it was just like an electrolyte. Uh, <laughs> just you know sent what? a program to one of my cells uh -huh. that went straight up into my mind. And in my mind, I felt like he was a hyena. <laughs> I knew he was a hyena in and my mind. Right? With bars? With bars. Health, health bars. Hyena. Health bars. Health bars. DB, drop a beat on him, man. I feel like he's a hyena right uh -oh. here. We got Sean Stevenson yeah. on the mic by special hey. request. Hey. Okay. Good. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Got Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Holy, I can't believe this. Smart bars yeah, yeah, early in the yeah, morning. Let's yeah. go. Uh, you want a freestyle? The style ain't free. If you're trying to get healthy, you should come see me. Rolling with my son, Jordan E. Spell with an E and my little son, B. Ooh, we, we in here with Sway. All the legends come here to stay. Oh, I'm getting kind of hungry. Get this cookbook. Won't be hungry. Uh, you won't be hungry. That's tired and hungry and angry and mongry. I just made up a word. Uh, fuck it, that's a turd. Uh, that means I'm the shit. Uh, about to get with my fam. Have the B. Let's go, Tracy G. Uh, we up in here doing it live. Oh my God, I can't believe they let us outside. We crazy in here. E smarter family cookbook this year. Follow this man as Sean Model, S-H-A-W-N-M-O-D-E-L. Yes. And subscribe to his podcast. That's how I got introduced to Sean. You can hear him speak about this and as well as um, with other experts, too. So the Model Health Show, subscribe to it today. What's it called? The Model Health Show. Thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode. And I've got a question for you. What are some of the things that you're going to do personally to implement a culture of health and connection in your family. Our culture around the dinner table is very important because the dinner table truly is a unifier. It's a place of education. It's a place of connection and being able to explore and to create different perspectives and to be able to flesh out 
even new talents and to be able to exercise our brains in different ways. And even the capability to have a moment like that to freestyle on this iconic show. This is something that's a part of my family's culture. You know, many times after dinner, we ended up getting at one point, we pass around like a spoon or something to use as a microphone. We ended up getting like a little kind of echoey microphone or whatever, and we'll pass that around the table and everybody will spit some bars, you know, freestyle. And to be able to exercise those mental muscles, but also to express creativity. And it's a wonderful way for us to connect and also a way to anchor in very intentionally this powerful dopamine loop, right? So we've got dopamine driving us towards behaviors, but we need to have some satiety, some satisfaction, some reward. So making it very intentional, some benefit, some reward of having those family dinners. And so our brains know that there's going to be a celebration of some sort. This could be family game night. This could be singing. This could be doing some art. This could be, you know, everybody just popping over and gaming together, literally breaking out a, a gaming console, but something that is creating that feedback loop that yes, we dine together, we connect, and also we have a spirit of play and connection. Or it can even be things that are more serious, having you know, really important conversations, you know, talking about some of the things going on in the world and being able to perspective take and the list goes on and on. We've got to find that recipe that works for us and also give ourselves grace to be able to change and adapt as time goes on. So again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And most importantly, let's put some things into place for ourselves and build a healthy family culture with intention moving forward. If you yet to do so, make sure to pick up your copy of the Eat Smarter Family Cookbook at your favorite online retailer or your favorite bookstore now. And we've got some epic masterclasses and world-class guests coming your way very, very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.